Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hey friends, my name is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are so glad you've joined us today. It's been encouraging to journey through Psalms with you over these past few weeks. And this week, as we've studied and reviewed Psalm 65, a hymn that has come to my mind over and over again is entitled, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before you, opening to the sun above. All thy works with joy surround thee. Earth and heaven reflect thy rays, field and forest, vale and mountain. Thou art loving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed, wellspring of the joy of living, ocean depth of happy rest. And you know, Brenda, even as you were reciting some of those words of joyful, joyful, we adore thee, it it just uh, reminds me how important music has been um, in both our lives, but especially in your life, that you would finish your piano lessons always with a sight reading a hymn. And so that was always, um, it's always fun to hear you um, just talk about that musical aspect of, of your person. Well, Psalm 65 really is what's teaching us is God's grace towards mankind. And it seems to be expressed in three key areas, and we're gonna we're gonna keep repeating that because not only is it expressing God's grace, it's expressing His character, it's expressing who He is. And the first one is in verses one to four, God expresses His sovereign forgiveness, and and the the kind of reminder that I want you to put in your mind is God as Redeemer. Um, Psalm 65, 1 starts with, There will be silence before you and praise in Zion, God, and the vow will be fulfilled for you. Um, that silence is standing in awe in the presence of God Almighty, the Holy, Holy, Holy One. But then also our response to that, uh, that awesome picture of God is, we, we praise you. We praise you in Zion, the, the sacred city. Um, and, and we also commit to you that we will fulfill our vows before you. And then it goes on in verse 2, you who hear prayer, to you all mankind comes. And um, whether it's getting in the car to travel or whether it's uh, us just even here before we speak, you know, we go to the Lord in prayer and we say, God, um, would you bless this time? Um, And I love that, uh, that idea of you hear us pray in words and in silence. Um, Romans 8, 26 says this, Now, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And you answer our prayers, not always quickly, not always the way we want. Sometimes your answer is yes. Sometimes your answer is no. Um, oftentimes your answer is wait. That's, that's the worst answer I in my personal life just waiting on the Lord. Okay, what are you going to do and when are you going to do it? And you answer our prayers. Um, we cry to the Lord in times of trouble and you answer us. And then verse 3 continues. Um, wrongdoings prevail against me. As for our offenses, you forgive them. And again, remembering that that 
um, that sense that God forgives the sin of all men, any human being, Jew, Gentile, um, rich, poor, it doesn't matter our ethnicity, that you are a God who's ready to forgive and that you choose to forgive as part of your sovereign grace. And then verse 4, blessed is the one you choose to allow to approach you. He will dwell in your courtyards. We will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. And just even this whole idea of the blessing that comes when, when we're chosen and when we, um, uh, uh, we endeavor to go and be in right relationship with the Lord because he's gracious and because um, we apply personal faith. It reminds me of Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not as a result of works, lest any man should boast. And just that remember that reminder that um, that God wants us to come to Him in faith, um, and you are Hebrews seven twenty five says you are therefore able to save forever those who draw near to God through Him Jesus, since He Jesus always lives to make intercession for them. God, um, what a great Redeemer! And personally, you will do that in our life. And so those first four verses, we see that God expresses his sovereign forgiveness to mankind. He is our redeemer. And next in this particular psalm, Psalm 65, we see that God expresses himself through his miraculous works. He is our creator. Beginning in verse 5, by awesome deeds, you answer us in righteousness, God of our salvation. You who are the trust of all the ends of the earth and the farthest sea. You know, God has created all of the earth, the heavens and the earth, Genesis tells us. And the mighty deeds that he has done even since Genesis 1, those six days of creation, remembering also his awesome deeds. He is in front of us, those miracles that he performs. We see all through, especially the Exodus, as he brings his chosen people out of Exodus, away from Pharaoh, and leads them to their promised land. Israel affirmed in their song of response to the Lord, the Lord has become my salvation. And David also affirms in this song that the Lord is the God of our salvation. Who establishes the mountains by his strength? Who is encircled by might? Verse 6 is such a powerful verse if we pause there. I'm not good at pausing. I often just rush over those phrases. But his strength established the mountains. He's encircled with might. That same strength, his power and might is available. Even as we talked last week in the stronghold that God is the strength, but he is our power. He's the one we want to run to. He is our Elohim, the strong creator. And seven reminds us who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves, the turmoil of the nations. I don't know about you, but Walt and I love to go to the beach. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's called the beach. Uh, it's called the coast. It's called the shore. 
Um, we've lived on the East Coast, and now we're in Texas, and we always call it by the wrong name. Yeah, I yeah. We're supposed to call it. We're, we're going down. We're going down to the beach, and we keep saying like we're going the down to the Jersey Shore. To the shore. So we get in trouble with that. That's the problem of moving around too much. But the idea of those waves. When you're walking along the beach, we love that. It's very soothing. It's just the power of those waves. But when you're in a roaring sea, when the waves are roaring and, and as it were, are out of control, that is frightening. But verse 7 tells us that you still the roaring seas, Lord. You are the creator. Remember Jesus as he was asleep in a boat on a small sea in Galilee. He was awakened by his disciples and he just spoke the words, be still. And those waves, the roaring waves became glass still. And then we go into eight. They who dwell at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your signs. They make the sunrise and the sunset shout for joy. I don't know about you, but I love sunrise. I love sunset. And they do catch my breath. I know there have been times when Walt and I have been walking or we've been in the car uh, traveling and we have actually pulled to the side of the road just to look at or snap a picture of an unbelievable sunset, especially a sunset. And I just love that verse verse 8 says, the sunset shout for joy, the sunrise and the sunset. Lord, you are our creator. We dwell here on this earth. Even um, as we are here, we stand in awe. We are in reverence of you. We have, um, we offer just our praise to you. And by the way, if we can combine both a sunrise or a sunset and the beach, it's like a real super winner. Well, we've seen God as Redeemer in this psalm. We've seen God as the all-powerful creator. But now we see the expression of God in his continuous provision, God as provider. Um, God's grace is seen in his providential care, uh, especially for the people of Israel um, as he enters into this covenant relationship. And that's what David is reminding um, himself and God. This is who you are. Beginning in verse 9, you visit the earth and you cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The streams of God is full of water. You prepare their grain for you to prepare the earth. And even to this idea of that God visits and provides food, um, it, it's going to continue on the water, its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges, you soften with the showers, you bless the growth. Um, we often t- tell folks early and often when we're in Israel, um, one of the principles, where there's water, there is life. Where there's water, there is life. And and here it's saying that God is going to water the earth and there's going to be life and there's going to be blessing and growth. Um, that you prepare the land. Um, you send these showers that, that really uh, soften up the soil. And um, I, it reminds me of Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. God sends water on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. 
Um, That's the kind of gracious God we have. And then continuing in verse 11, you've crowned the year with your goodness and your paths drip with fatness. And even that expression, dripping with fatness, um, many of us don't like fat. um, We shouldn't be fat. But um, what it's saying is um, that's a blessing of God. That's uh, how God provides for us. You crowned the year with your goodness. You gave us a full harvest. Lord, we just thank you for that. And I'm just going to refer here, if you want to read more about this provision that God made, go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and read verses 6 to 10, where God says, I'm going to make give you water so that you have uh, fountains in the earth, and you have wells, and you have cisterns, and you have springs, and you have rivers. I'm going to give you all of that, and I'm going to give you good fruit of the land, wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. Um, As he continues on, he says, But when you've eaten and when you're satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given to you. Um, God is providing in marvelous ways. And then talking about not just the agriculture of the different kinds of foods they produce, the pastures of the wilderness drip and the hills encircle themselves with rejoicing. And these pastures, whether it's the Judean wilderness or whether it's other areas of Israel, um, these pastures are where you would take your sheep and your goats. And you would go out and you would find um, good water. You would find um, good areas where there's, there's plants growing. And you would that was part of God's great provision. And from those sheep and goats, you got, you, you got milk, you got meat. You got um, um, sheep, um, wool, you got cheese. I'm, I'm getting hungry just going through all that God provided. These sheep and lambs were such a great provision. And the valleys are carpeted with grain in the harvest. And the wilderness has um, abundance for, for sheep and goats. And then the psalm concludes, The meadows are clothed with flocks and the valleys are covered with grain. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Again, reminding me of joyful, joyful. We adore thee, that you are um, the great God, that you are the provider. Uh, The meadows are filled with sheep and lambs. The valleys are carpeted. The land shouts and sings in joyous celebration. And here David seems to be focusing on God's grace. Um, you, you keep giving us those provisions. It's not like it's a one-time deal. It's, you continually provide for us. And, and that's the, the experience for, for me, and that's the experience for many. God has um, shown us, first of all, his God, that he is a God of Redeemer. We enter into a relationship with a God, the Redeemer, by faith because he is gracious. But not only that, we're reminded that God is this powerful creator. Um, he rules not over just a, a, a little piece of acreage in Jerusalem. He rules over the whole earth. Um, he can calm seas. He can make mountains shake and rumble. Um, he is the creator. And then finally, God is provider. I love even just the reminder that um, sometimes I can start thinking that I'm providing for myself. And I have to stop and I say, God... God, you are the provider, not me. Well, this is another Psalm of David, Psalm 65. And this is a praise song. And we have gone through today and seen God and his care, his um, grace, and all the good gifts that he offers to us as people here on the earth. 
even though we fall short, way short of what he calls us to do. And so we have just jotted down some thoughts and some questions because again, yes, we've run through these 13 verses very quickly today and given an overview, but it is God's word and he promises that it will not return void. And so we ask ourselves some questions. How do I approach the Lord? Do I approach him with awe and praise, fear for who he is as the Lord God Almighty? When I come before the Lord and I spend time in prayer, do I offer words of praise for God's generous provision and his care? Do I remember his awesome deeds? Do I reflect on them? Do I meditate on them? Am I satisfied with his goodness? Or do I always present my personal grocery list of things I want in addition to the good gifts he has already given to me? I think I'm pretty pretty guilty of the grocery list part and not with the contentment. Lord, would you fill my heart with gratitude for your goodness and provision, the grace and the forgiveness that you so freely offer to me? And would I choose to celebrate and rejoice even as the sunrise and the sunset, you inspire shouts of joy and then and the end of verse 13, they all shout and sing for joy. Lord, would I celebrate and rejoice in your goodness. You know, we have a God who extends his forgiveness. He is my salvation. He is the redeemer. He answers my prayers. He's gracious and merciful. He is a strong and mighty creator. He is generous because he is my provider. You, Lord, are our hope. Cling to these truths about the nature and character of the Lord God Almighty. And until next time, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.